This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons, patrons such as Phil and Basim Nognog. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do, you can visit pitchdrop.cash and contribute as little as a buck a month, and we really appreciate it. listening to lightning strikes thrice the jrpg games club podcast that will talk about you in the past tense after you die <laughs> this is season eight episode four covering the galbadia garden and delving cd mission prep in final fantasy eight for the ps1 i'm your host matt marcus my pronouns are he him and with me today is sybil arnett she her ryan Beatty, they them and john he him all right what happened last time so last time, now that they've been promoted to full seeds, Squall and the team are sent on their first mission to be gophers for the Timber Independence fighting group, the Forest Owls. As it turns out, their leader is Rinwa, the girl that Squall met at the graduation ball. Fuck they off. attempt to get... What? You what? warned us that this was going to happen, and still I say fuck <laughs> off. I was not joking when I said that this is how I consider it to be pronounced, because it's the only way that word makes any sense with language. Okay. Look, if Renoa were, like, let's say, like, a decade later in time, like, you know she would be, like, all about those, like quinoa and like acai bowls like mm -hmm. it just is oh, yeah. that vibe like mm -hmm. you know she'd shop at uh anthropology oh yeah and the reformation uh because uh -huh. she uh -huh. because as we find out she has the money for it uh -huh. <laughs> yeah extremes <laughs> trustafarian uh -huh. <laughs> energy or at least circa 1999 ross mm -hmm. rinwa <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> ja <laughs> Uh, so their leader is Rinwa, the girl that Squall met at the graduation ball. They decide that they're going to kidnap the president, but it turns out it is actually the reanimated corpse of Ronald Reagan. Rest in <laughs> piss, Queen Elizabeth. Instead, <laughs> the real president arrived in town to air the first White House presser on TV in 17 years, where he announces that the group is in league with a sorceress. Capital S. Cypher then tries to assassinate and or kidnap the president, but escapes with the help of said sorceress, who is clearly going to take his V-card. The Seeds, mm -hmm. now with Quistus in tow, escape Timber on their way to Galbadia Garden. On the way, Squall, Selfie, and Quistus fall into the dream world. I really don't appreciate the words V-card and Seeds being so close together. <laughs> Thank you very much. There's, there's a lot of implantation uh, metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say, though, now I, I can't not think about the forest owls being the glamping of terrorism now. <laughs> oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's, a, that's a thought now, now. It's out in the world. If Square never had to get purchased by Enix or, you, you know, merged with Enix if the Final Fantasy movie didn't sink the studio, if they were able to get popular enough to 
ever have like a Disneyland, but just square, you know, uh, this is mm-hmm. a world where Kingdom Hearts probably never existed, I guess. But um, fucking Reen Wobbles, I would be so I would <laughs> be so into it. What were uh, they ever brought that. her? Ba- I really couldn't find any canonical pronunciation from a cutscene or anything. It, it's it's got to be Renoa. It's got to be Renoa. That's the only one. Yeah, yeah. Is she I, in any of like the fighting games where they have voice? Yeah, she's got. A, she's like in Dissidia. Yeah. Is she in Dissidia? Okay, yeah. I'll look that up. Yeah. Later. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. She's she's in that uh, random meme that I came across, which is like. It's uh, Lightning, Renoa, and Squall squaring up for a fight, and the tag at the bottom says Bottom Pride, and I'm still <laughs> so confused by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, I mean, for one thing, that definitely sets up a, uh, and and then they were both Bottoms situation. Mm-hmm. So, Laguna, Kiros, and Ward in dream flashback land are now currently in a continent called Sentra. They are lost, but they head towards a strange oblong object that looks like it's being excavated out of a bedrock of turquoise. On the way in, they are ambushed by Estar soldiers who look way more technically advanced. Um, Laguna is still a fucking goofus. Uh, (laughs) Another thing about this is if you didn't have uh, guardian forces and spells equipped on either selfie or quistus uh you cannot do mm-hmm. the junction switch in the dream world which uh hosed me a little bit for <laughs> the first part of this also our boys are just absolutely ruthless with these Star mega soldiers they're technically yeah. more technologically oh, advanced yeah. but we wreck them just i want to shout out uh laguna's desperado limit break being extremely sick he swings from just a rope that's just dangling mm. from the sky and machine guns around it's fucking it's great um, i think he also throws a grenade too yeah yeah, yeah. he does do that yeah it's it's very fun we didn't talk about it when it came up because i'm like these aren't important it does look cool <laughs> it looks fucking <laughs> sick I, I love that the Estar sh- soldiers like they're basically at an excavation site. So their weapons are pickaxes with shotguns built into them, like short-barreled <laughs> yes. shotguns. Accompanied this... by the best no-nonsensibility of just shotgun. <laughs> Does every just single a... bladed item in this world have to have some kind of combustion attached to it? Yeah, that's that's the economy of Final Fantasy VIII. That's what it runs on, is gun tools. Well, I, I have bad news because Gilgamesh is in this game, but he doesn't wield RPGs like in Final Fantasy 13 too. So oh, there's no damn. guns for Gilgamesh. That would have been amazing, though, if Gilgamesh had all gun blades. Let's be real. <laughs> this is the world where he picked those up. Mm. You're probably right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No guns for Gilgamesh is one of my favorite uh, lost Hollywood movies from before the 1930s. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A, haze, a pre-Haze Code Gilgamesh movie would be great. Oh my god, so, yeah, it would be sick. Okay, after some fights, there are two paths that lead down into the structure. They both end up in roughly the same place. It's like a giant ring. Once again, Final Fantasy VIII kind of dropping the ball on perspective switches. It's hard to get a good internal map of this place, mm-hmm. but it's just one giant ring. 
The flashback is full of seemingly random interactive items that uh, appear pointless now, but lead to some major rewards later in the game. This 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 flashback is just like full of such goofy comedy of errors mm-hmm. shit and Three Stooges shit. And so like, you know, Laguna picks up two keys, immediately mm-hmm. loses them because he has holes in his uniform. You can mess with these levers that lead to just absolutely inexplicable trap doors on the floor that I have no idea why they're there, but you can like spring them and you can accidentally like trap yourself in there. Ha ha ha. Um, and then there are a couple of boulders that you can either push or uh, with your hands or blow up and they like just crush the shit out of Estar soldiers. Kiros and Ward spend most of this time just like extremely clowning on Laguna the mm-hmm. whole time. It's like clashing a little bit with the mysterious music of the dungeon though <laughs> the the vibe is very very weird like yeah not gonna lie yeah. especially because like <laughs> i like i will have the phrase there's nothing cheaper than something free just in my brain for the rest of my <laughs> life like i think about that phrase all the goddamn time and there's it's not even that weird to make fun of. Like, I kind of get the point. Like, it's not even like that goofy. But yeah, Kiros and Ward are just absolutely savage of just like, we do not respect you, dude. You are such an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like in a loving way, but also, yeah. I mean, like, look, we're on a network with Chris. We know what this is like. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say. I only played FF7 for the first time a few years ago. I don't recall it having quite so many you should probably push this egg off a cliff to make sure that in 17 hours the ruins hatch Mm -hmm. into the ultimate blade. I know (laughs) FF9 is one of the worst about this, like in the whole mainline series, but I didn't know that this game was the transition point to that bullshit. Yeah, it got its start here. It it is... Less annoying because it's rarer than in Final Fantasy IX. It's not every dungeon, you know? It's just there's a few flashbacks. But we've had multiple places. I think there's at least one in every recording session so far where maybe I will have discovered this thing or maybe I will just be locked out of a GF until endgame because I didn't look at a guy before (laughs) playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the most egregious version of this. I don't think any of the other flashbacks have something that you can affect the future with, especially like the other one I keep mentioning is like the Timber Maniacs, number one. But that is just flavor. This is one like if you don't get all of the trap doors open and you have to blow up one of the boulders to get one of the trap doors to spring open. Like mm-hmm. if you don't do that, you miss out on an item which makes getting certain late game upgrades extremely easy as opposed to extremely annoying. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you miss out on the power generator that comes up later, like that sucks. If you're trying to get pulse ammo, like mm-hmm. it sucks real hard because you have to get energy crystals and that's no fun. Yeah. The other, I mean, the other thing that's weird about this, I know we just talked about, like the weird tonal clashes, but this is also a war scene. Like, you know, it's, they're doing all of their slapstick comedy during the, during like the time of an active, like horrible war, which it, yeah, it's. So I I think in my head, I've just decided that all of the Laguna scenes are a movie or propaganda or something. Mm. 
They're way too <laughs> Marx Brothers to be seen as any kind of actual war. Yeah, it's very goofy, and I have thoughts about it that show up later on. So I've, uh, you know, I'll, I'll save my little rant about that for later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. There's something very just. Yeah, I'm like squinting my eyes suspiciously at at <laughs> all the Laguna stuff because it feels so off in some certain certain ways. This one in particular feels like a the goofiest portion of the <laughs> instructional video, the military instructional uh-huh. video. Does that make Squall gallant? <laughs> I hate yeah, to say kinda. it, but yeah. 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 Huh. He does. Yeah. He like follows orders and, and, and carries out his missions, even though he's, you know, uh, like, don't look at me. I'm a loner. I understand that I need to be alone, little punk ass punk. But, you know, he does his job. He hasn't gotten a single leg cramp. <laughs> So remind me, it's been a minute since I played this section. Is this the first time Laguna mentions the fairies? And you get one of the dialogue options where he kind of goes, huh, there's some, I'm feeling something weird here. So I think uh, it comes up when the, they're talking about the map, maybe, like when they're lost at the beginning. I don't remember anything about that. I okay. definitely haven't flagged anything about fairies. Yeah, okay. I remember he was talking about a bad feeling. And mm-hmm. you got a dialogue option there. I don't know which path. Yeah, on. yeah. I think I might be thinking about the Windhill one. I'll probably cut all this out. Laguna seems there like are the options. kind of guy who would do ketamine before going into a battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like ketamine is happening to him. <laughs> oh, okay. So that, he works that's for kind the of fantasy what, CIA. Yeah, that's kind of what ketamine is like. <laughs> it's, it's Havana syndrome, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's what if Havana syndrome were actually like the the serum that makes Captain America's. We just decided to aerosolize LSD at this garden. Let's see what happens. <laughs> they, they would, honestly. I'm sure one of these I mean, we don't know what Trabia Gardens deal is. Like they could be doing that. Final Fantasy VIII, Jacob's Ladder. Let's go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh so eventually, after wandering through these caves for long enough, uh, we make it to a cliff and are forced into a battle with a pair of stronger Esther soldiers than we've previously faced. Still not too strong, though. They're not very uh, strong. <laughs> when you're uh, finally down to the last one and defeat them, uh, they will then hit uh, both Kiros and Ward with an attack called Soul Crush that will leave them down with uh, one HP just on the ground. Uh, and after the fight, Kiros and Ward are both down for the count cannot move ward is straight up saying it was fun you guys as if he's about to die in a mo- again as in a movie and laguna reacts to this by just trying to tickle him because that's like what the soldiers do. attack or something it's real real yeah. real as silly. like a as a way to like rescue him as a way to like be like you're not dying on me gucci gucci goo yeah sometimes you don't have the pedals and you just got to bring out the claw <laughs> <laughs> So Laguna, after applying these tickles, uh, sees Galbadia ships in the water below the cliff. So he decides the best thing to do would be to throw his injured comrades down the cliff into the water and jump in after them. But instead of making a nice clean dive into the water, he uh, chickens out at the last second and ends up falling down the cliff, smacking his head on the rock (laughs) on the way down. Uh, is this, is Final Fantasy VIII just trying to do Doctor Strangelove? Is that what's happening? Like, they're just, like, trying to go for war farce explicitly? That's, uh, 
Maybe. I, I don't that's know. too much credit. That's too much credit. <laughs> I, I would not. I would not. I, I think it's just Laguna is this way and they want to, you know, front load that because of the contrast he has with Squall. I really mm-hmm. think he's just some kind of actor in propaganda films. Like he's a Jackie Chan. He he has some Jackie Chan qualities for sure. <laughs> he's just so tonally different from everything else. All right. Here's the serious thing about teens. There's romance, etc. Here's a guy who just kind of accidentally trips, gets his dick into people, and then, whoops, saved the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny, considering you don't know what's happening. Right, happen no, yeah. The future, that's, actually. <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it really yeah. does seem like that, doesn't it? Uh-huh, it really does seem like that. Uh, oh, God. He, but uh, anyway. <laughs> he doesn't... Hate- no. Sorry, I've never <laughs> Wait, John, you you play this whole game, right? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. I've then just got just keep listening to the show and keep playing along. Okay. Oh boy. No. <laughs> right, Ryan and I are laughing to ourselves. So, the passed out seeds wake up. Uh, Selfie is concerned about what they witnessed. They're like, "Oh no, Mister Laguna's in trouble." <laughs> but there's no oh, time no, to dwell on this. Mister Laguna. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound weird when you say it like that. I don't know why. Uh, I'm now going to be convinced Selfie is a hobbit. Why not? <laughs> Selfwise Gamji. God, there's some Lord of, Lord of the Rings ass creatures that are coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there's no time to dwell on this because they are still in an emergency situation. Once you get out of this little scene, you're back on the world map and Galbadia Garden is right there. It's just a big red version of Balam Garden, essentially. It looks like a Coliseum is actually kind of the vibe I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So when you enter, the camera hovers down from the sky. I'm like, like it was a crane shot. And uh, we see groups of G soldiers and G soldiers in training flying around in these personal mech suits. And... I think the suits look cool. They like, I'm not sure like the best way to describe them, but they have like a big fan in the back and that's what they're using for lift. They remind, yeah, they reminded me of the, uh, like nine S's flight suit in automata a little bit. The way it's straps to the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like how they're exposed on the front and it's just like, you just shoot Mm -hmm. them in the middle and then they die. Shoot shoot the fleshy bits. (laughs) But yeah, this this really front loads that like, okay, Galbadia Garden is way more industrial war style, right? you know, fighting. I do kind of love the idea that this also means you can just pick and choose what style of mercs you want to use. Right. Yeah. 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 It's and a like, here's the menu. Oh, we want the ecologically friendly ones. We're not going to go with Galbadia. How about we go with those weird amnesiacs? Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes you just bring all of your child soldiers down to the farmer's market for a Saturday. Someone examining <laughs> Squall's teeth. <laughs> God, oh I'm just thinking God. about PMC, PMC greenwashing <laughs> right now. You realize that happens in real life, right? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I haven't absolutely. thought of like, I, I'm sure it has. I just haven't seen a very blatant of like, we're good for the environment while also murdering people. <laughs> As soon I mean, as granted, I'm done also, reading this I, next segment, I'm going to go find you some of the ads. Uh-huh. <laughs> good, good. I mean, look, I live in D.C. I see ads for Lockheed Martin and like other weapons 
makers like oh, no, I'm missiles, literally like, talking PMCs. Yeah. I'm not talking, hey, Raytheon loves the queers. <laughs> I'm just used to seeing ads for missiles in the metro. Like that's a thing because the Pentagon is on you know the metro paths. Yep. Uh, anyway. So at the front gate, everyone marvels about how different the place is from Balam Garden. And Selfie in particular says, like, it's so quiet. And Squall responds, I like it, <laughs> which I think is a really fun touch and makes a lot of sense. Quista says that she'll go fetch the headmaster since uh, they had met in the past, since, you know, she's a seed already and she's already, like, done some missions or, well, I don't know how would. Now that I think about it, they're probably fighting each other. Like the context for how they know each other is not explained. And the more I think about it, the more it breaks down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you head in, there's an announcement on the PA system that the Balam Seeds should head to a room on the second floor. Um, if you don't head in, you can explore the garden mm-hmm. at this point and you find out that not only on the outside is it like a much more militant kind of vibe, but also on the inside, all of the students are extremely cynical and smug. Mm-hmm. They have kind of like nihilist, extremely PMC vibes of like, you know, I'm a soldier. It doesn't really matter what the fuck happens because they, they already think that the sorceress is just totally controlling president dealing, uh, yeah. to take over the world. And also they're like really sarcastic about it. They're like, well, figures you know we might get kicked out we might not we might get like you know uh massacred we might not whatever zell says at one point uh seems to me like there's a whole bunch of losers here which is rich coming from (laughs) zell um and then also uh way you know representation points uh that you know it's like uh what is it Uh, higher more disabled mercs uh discord (laughs) might eat that but there's a there's a Garden student in a wheelchair at Galbadia Garden, the most militant academy. So, you know, representation win. Is this where we have to start discussing uh, Starship Troopers by Verhoeven? Oh, it's... (laughs) Every instructor missing a limb minimum? Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we do run into students at some point that are like, oh, I hear the sorceress is going to make Garden her base uh we should probably get the fuck out that seems bad yeah that's at the train <laughs> yeah. station yeah that's at the train station yeah it's not in this in the actual uh garden itself but they are yeah. garden students it, it is interesting i find that a lot of the garden students their outfit looks like the seed exam uniform like, mm-hmm. pretty much exactly yeah it's also <laughs> funny that the faculty their faces are obscured by their headgear mm-hmm. but instead of like the weird like uh like plate veil thing from Balam. It's uh, it's just like a military helmet instead. Yeah. Um, th- the other thing is that in one of the gyms, there's a mutant league hockey reference where the hockey team is about to go up against some mythical team that uh, has like monsters in it. And they're like, oh yeah, they like play really violently. We're really afraid to uh, play against them. Great. Uh, they, yes. First of all, Space Jam reference in my JRPG. <laughs> No, I didn't think it was Space Jam. I thought it was Mutant League Hockey. The uh, okay, yeah. Which oh, is, is that a, is that a, is that a franchise that I'm unaware of? Oh yeah, Mutant League Sports yeah. was like a Genesis oh. uh, sports series. But it was series. by that was... EA, so why the hell would that be a thing that Square would reference? Uh, who knows? There was all there was a there was a Mutant League Hockey and Mutant League Football cartoon around this time too. Um, what? I yeah. Yeah, there was a Mutant League cartoon. It was two it was seasons. Great. Uh huh. Um, I, I, 
I can't believe that they explained something that happens later. That's really <laughs> goofy when it, if you don't have this context, but even is goofy anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, this is, yeah, it's, I, I wonder if this is Alexander O. Smith, uh, like sneaking in a contemporary <laughs> reference to the translation. Who knows? That's just speculation on my part. Would it be <laughs> contemporary <laughs> in 1999 or 2000? Oh yeah. Actually, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of other downer news it turns out once you meet her at the room quistus has some bad stuff the galbadian government has made an announcement that they caught cypher sentenced him to death for aiding a sorceress and murdered him like a dog we get to sit in this moment for a while because everyone reacts to wait people die when they are killed very poorly and Quistus tries to make her feel better, saying, you know, Cypher was probably prepared for it. He's been a fuck-up for a long time. He must have known how this would go. But even Zell, who was not the fondest of Cypher, is upset because, you know, he was one of us. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Rinwa asks Squall, do you think he was prepared for that? And Squall goes, well, of course. Of course he was ready. Yeah, Rinwa... Squ- like, Squall's, like, thinking to himself about, like, yeah, every time Renault is like, but but what about what Cypher would think? And Squall's like, just like, nah, dude, he, he went like that. He went like that at all. <laughs> uh, Renoa spills the beans that she had met Cypher the previous summer and they probably, you know, fucked. Yeah. 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 I, I don't yeah. really have any other way to take this, but it's like, yeah, this is definitely some, eh, but the dick was good longing because <laughs> she's talking about how his swagger was great. He was confident. He made you believe you could do anything. And it's just like, have you spoken to him in the last year? <laughs> yeah. Uh... No, but she's been watching Greece on repeat ever since. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, yeah, her her idea of him is very much like a, a summer camp crush kind of mm. kind of thing because it just does not jive with our idea of Cipher. The whole yeah, the whole like he could make you believe you could do anything. That's no, he is a fucking twerp and a chump who uh, <laughs> is extremely smug about the fact that he's a big loser. Anyway, like I mean, like. At the very least, he's a good enough fighter that Squall's like, yeah, I I like fighting against you because it actually makes me stronger because you cheat all the time and you're yeah. just a dick. <laughs> but like this this beat just kind of comes and goes. Yeah. And I I they needed to add a scene of the two of them showing the, their rapport because I yeah, I need to see Cypher do that. Like I could Part of me believes I could see how that happened, right? Like, or how Renoa could imagine, you know, come away from that relationship being like, oh, yeah, that guy was cool and confident and whatever. And it's like, no, you're a teenager and you don't know what actual, like, non toxic masculinity looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and it just doesn't happen. It's also funny that Selfie was like, was he your boyfriend? And she's like, no, but something like that is just like, no, you weren't. It wasn't a, wasn't a real <laughs> yeah, thing. It was, it was a hit it and quit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I mean, a lot of stuff around Cypher is very, it's funny because like he was, 
he was there for the opening part of this game and it was his relationship with squall there was like real there was there was a dynamic there and then all of this shit is very disconnected and very like off screen because even the way that quistus comes in it it, at this uh, at this scene is like oh yeah he's been executed sorry it doesn't (laughs) yeah it doesn't land because it's just like oh oh fuck okay um all all right (laughs) Well, and even at this point, Cypher has kind of been fun to hate, but he's also kind of just been a cardboard cutout of your school rival. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, w- they could have seeded this earlier, too, by having, like, Raijin, like, ask Cypher, like, hey, so what about that girl you talked about? And Cypher would be like, no, we don't talk about that. You know, like, they, they could have had something that at least humanized Cypher a little bit, but also seeded the fact that like, okay, there's something happening that we hadn't seen that might tie in later. I, I like, feel like make that, this feel less weird. I feel like that there was some of that in the train mission. Like there, there was a little bit of that. And then also mm-hmm. I think the thing that is supposed to do that for us with Cypher is the one day I'm going to tell you all about my romantic dream line, but instead <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the first nut I bust. <laughs> i mean that is romance to a lot of teenagers um yeah uh uh so like squall meanwhile is lost in thought hearing everyone talk about cypher in the past tense starts to freak him out a lot and he he thinks cypher you're just a memory now is this how they will talk about me when i'm dead no i won't have it and then he says out loud i won't have it and does like his little like confident arm chop thing or you know the swipe and then uh selfie notices squall's expression that's when he bursts out with it and then uh he runs out of the room yeah, you have to imagine everyone's just like they're lost in their own thoughts. And then like Selfie looks over and goes like, dude, like you, you seem to be taking this hard. Like God. she says, like, are you mad? And and then he like bursts out like what seems like a non sequitur to everybody else and runs out of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some things I want to call out here that I thought were great. I I'm really impressed with the messiness and bluntness of Quistus as a character. Like it, she mm. is such like, I thought that she was another nothing character basically in my memory of this game, but she's got a lot going on, at least on this first disc. Cause like she goes, I've seen some troubled children, but Cypher was beyond troubled. You're only a year older than he is. And also you're troubled. Um, (laughs) her bedside manner sucks so bad and it gets her into trouble a lot. And I really love that she just has these emotional outbursts and then is like, ah, fuck, I fucked this up again. Ah, I suck at this. Yeah. Like she even like turns after that and says like, but he wasn't a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, wait, what do you, whoa, back up. (laughs) What does that mean? And then once again, I want to point, I want to like shout out another like in-engine animation that's only really used once, which is the animation of Renoa grabbing her knees and rocking backwards on the couch. It's just like, this game has so many fucking unique animations that only play in these like pantomime cutscenes. And I know I've called it out before, but it's just good. It's so good. It adds so much detail with just a little bit. Probably took a lot of work to do all these animations. I don't mean a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You you do get some interesting camera angles too, and like blocking of like the shot that that is in is like a low angle towards the the one couch in the room, and 
the weird thing though is that like some of those shots like uh Renault is up and like is towards the camera so you're kind of just looking at her crotch mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get to see in really fine detail the fact that she's wearing like a jean mini skirt over like legging shorts that have zippers up the front of Yo. the legs <laughs> which makes no sense but welcome okay. to 1999 this is the the zipper apocalypse is upon us. Yeah, but also the bike shorts <laughs> or leggings underneath the mini skirt. It was mm. was a very 1999 thing. Yeah, I also regret to inform you that uh, after merging with Triple Canemy Academy, who was formerly Z Services, who was formerly Blackwater, seems to have given up their greenwashing policies. I was looking for <laughs> ads, and oh. it looks like those are many years out of date. My ah, apologies. It turns out they're only against uh, mistreatment of their own troops, and they do not give two flying fucks about the environment. Sorry, <laughs> so they didn't even they didn't even bother with like. There's not even a boilerplate. <laughs> God damn. So, oh right, there were two other. I'm sorry that I keep like going backwards a little bit, but there were two other little little details that I wanted to point out from traveling around Galbadia Garden. One is, uh, you know, because the and I misspoke. They're not helmets. They're fucking baseball caps. They're, they're like like beefcake jocks or what all the instructors are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, they're instructing a bunch of like kids to do push-ups in the hallway. Yeah, and one the of push-up the, people. And one of the guys, uh, like stops doing push-ups and his eyes just follow a hot girl that's walking by his entire <laughs> head moves and follows her as she walks by and then also in one of the instruction rooms there are three people who are really geeking out about triple triad but if you talk to them individually they're like oh yeah cards are for babies we're too old to play cards and then you challenge <laughs> them they're like yeah want to play it's that's also very good uh-huh So if you head back to the courtyard, Raijin and Fujin show up and they talk to Squall. Uh, they have been given the extremely important task of giving a message to the headmaster, which uh, they have already done. They ask about Cypher and Squall gives them the news. Both rejected immediately. Uh, Fujin with her like, you know, uh, just single word responses in all caps just says lies. <laughs> and they say that they're going to head back out and look for him. On the PA, we hear the Balaam Seed members, plus Renoa, get called to meet out in front of the garden. Assembled there, Renoa says that she will pretend to be a seed just to keep things simple, because uh, apparently gardens just have zero infosec, which I don't believe, but whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Imagine uh, will... the IT guy for a seed. 
Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, definitely one of the IT guys for a seed, uh, showed up in Venezuela to try to do the coup and just like completely botched it. Cause he thought that he was a tactical genius. Cause he's an IT guy for a PMC. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Actually, you know what I just realized? Cypher is definitely the IT guy for this division. <laughs> mm. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I just realized now that, oh, the whole Renoa, like not getting the salute right or her timing being off for everything like that kind of mirrors the mini game from Final Fantasy seven. It where, does. Yeah. Where you're pretending to like be part of the military parade. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Cloud at least had like seed and soldier training at that. Sorry, sure. soldier training, whereas uh, Renoa did not. Yeah, but but talk about like custom animations because she like will look over, see that she's not doing the salute, and then does like mimics the salute and stuff. Yeah. So a uh, car drives into the scene, uh, from which emerges Martine, the headmaster of this garden. Uh, he tells them that they have received word from Blam that they are going to conduct a joint mission. For this, they will need a sharpshooter, and we are introduced to Irvine Canaeus. This fucking guy. Is yeah, oh. uh, the the biggest cloud of our party. Oh yes, it's like this game is just trying to escalate everyone who is not squad. We have one professional military guy, and yep. then a rom com around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> his shonen rival, who is dead, and now we have Zell and Irvine competing for that role. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He sucks so bad. I love him. He sucks so bad. He's so shitty. He he comes in hard with cowboy McShoots vibes, along with a uh, side dish of sexual harassment. (laughs) (laughs) That's everyone in our party, though. That's fair. No, 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 no. no. I mean, Squall at least knows some boundaries, right? Squall. Squall is the only one, but again, he's the only person who I believe has actually had military training and listened. Mm-hmm. I am yeah, also mm-hmm. pretty sure that Squall does not know what sex is. Yeah. <laughs> is that like junctioning? <laughs> <laughs> they both do sometimes involve GFs. Yeah. Uh-huh. God. I just, yeah, I love, he fucking, he calls us rubes. This guy fucking. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, and... Okay, I won't spoil it later. You like, don't he, even he, have two hats to each of you. How can you be soldiers? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I love the whole, like, his intro cutscene has, like, the butterfly fly down onto his finger, and he does the finger guns to it. Mm-hmm. And he's just... He's yes. such a fuckboy. He's such a fuckboy. Absolutely. <sighs> so, the fuckboy sizes up the crew and uh, gives them all a bit of shit. Uh, Martin hands out the orders uh, to Squall and just leaves. And the order is very simple. Assassinate the sorceress. On the way out, uh, Irvine will say that they need to select the battle party and uh, suggests he be paired with Selfie and Renoa. Uh, and we get a weird look at the camera lineup to select our party. <laughs> Squall can uh, accept this choice or pick the party himself. If he picks, Irvin complains because uh, he's going against Irvin's plan. Uh, and if Squall says yes, he uh, has a little sarcastic, 
sure, go have fun. <laughs> Which motivates Selfie and Renoa to play flirt with her, but I didn't choose his choice, so I didn't see this scene. This is mm-hmm. Oh, you should you should see this scene. It's like they did what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess they, they flirt with Irvine off the bat. Yeah, well, it, it's, yeah it's, they're both like, we're going to have fun with it. And they both like grab both of his arms and Irvine is like completely into it. Mm-hmm. And, That's and exactly then, like, why I was going, yeah, sexual harassment core. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and, and then Quistus was like, oh, well, I guess I'm stuck with you, Squall. I guess I'll flirt with you instead. And Squall's like, Jesus Christ, again? Yeah. He's like, ugh, leave me alone. <laughs> he like, It's almost like he tries to yank his arm back fucking Irvine is a sorry you're offended edgelord as well as being oh yeah it's yeah but this whole episode and a lot of the next episode like the the game's message here is uh don't put a sorceress assassination to prevent a global dictatorship in the hands of 17 year olds maybe don't Mm -hmm. have 17 year old pmc veterans be so crucial to world events maybe that's a bad idea uh i the the thing that sucks so much about him too is that like he's not simply shitty he's shitty with intent and knowing that he's being shitty to get a rise out of people like he specifically will say if you talk to him at some point it's like just you know you don't have to take me seriously i'm just saying shit to rile you up (laughs) Oh God, I hate people God. like that. I'm just like, yeah. oh no, yeah, I'm just, it, I'm right I have here. A dark, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> you. You're different because you're trying some like gleeful emotional violence, which is which is at least more fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say that I lead in on. Oh, oh, am I too? Am I too much for you? No, no. Yeah, no. I'm just going to instead mm-hmm. watch your faces as I speak. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Uh, so there's a train station nearby on the world map and when you go to it it does cut to like a scene where you know it's a, a place you can run around in as opposed to other train stations where they're just a place you stand on on the world map and uh you can overhear some chatter from the other students talking about the sorceress taking over the garden and squall thinks to himself like oh that that's that makes a lot of sense now that like you know I was curious that Galbadia Garden was like assassinate this woman who's basically leading our country or or going to be a major fixture in our country's global politics. Like, why would they be motivated to do that? And it's like, oh, if she's going to just take over the joint. Yeah, fuck her. Like, just put a bullet in her brain. We don't want that. Plus, also, she's a sorceress, so she's bad news. (laughs) But on the train, Squall immediately unlocks the door to the cabins and Selfie thanks him for finally getting it which is extremely cute. Like, this is like the yeah. third time this has come off. And he's like, yeah, you've learned. Do you just just open the door for her? She's going to want to well, go there. If you go straight for the panel, he sa- he stops himself and thinks to himself, selfie would probably be mad if I go into the train before she does. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. That's, fu- that's funny. Yeah, but everyone else just kind of, well, initially hangs out in this little, like, I, yeah, I don't know what they call it, like, lobby area mm-hmm. <laughs> of the train car. Uh, but Irvine goes immediately down the hall to follow Selfie. Everyone there is like, you should go check on Selfie, see how she's doing if you talk to anybody. <laughs> she's like, is she okay? Like, that guy just went in that direction. And uh, mm-hmm. they're right to be concerned because Irvine is immediately goes to putting on the moves on Selfie extremely hard. So and like, gross. 
And the thing is, it's not even smooth. It's just like, come on, we're meant to be together. It's like, I'm, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, Sybil. Like, they, y'all like literally just met and you're like, we're destined lovers. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and uh, like, she nervously rebuffs him. Like, she's like stuttering, you know, trying to get the words out. But when she leaves, she's like, oh, I'm all doki doki. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like a no 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 please no i mean yeah. look no control over it but no <laughs> i know but like he's absolutely pos- gonna pin her to a wall at some point and she's gonna find out that she's just into it uh, god i don't understand the appeal of the cabadon i don't i don't what is it it's such a thing in japanese media. that's when you shove your hand against the wall oh. and just pin someone there Oh, yeah, okay. the, the sort of, uh, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like the r- romantic come on that like scares you a little bit. <laughs> okay, you okay. should watch Kaguya Sama because they have a whole bit about that. Oh, oh yeah, but there it's funny. <laughs> yeah, there they play it because it's like that's stupid. It would never work, and then it's somehow <laughs> he's just such a creep, and I just want to write it off as like, oh well, you know, it's a, being a teenager and you know positive attention and all of that, but like, ugh, grosses me out. Grosses me honestly. Out. This all gets worse when you think of how <laughs> later on in the game. Just think about uh, right, uh, think about the basketball court. Mm, nope, no thanks, no thank you, no See, thank you. See, when you say basketball yeah. court to me, I just think of System Shock Two. Oh no, so, I was fair enough. I'm imagining it's, it's, a rumbler fucking with someone <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. But yeah, just imagine this scene knowing the asymmetry that's going on in terms of what they remember. Uh, And it makes it a thousand times worse. But yeah, once you leave Selfie and go follow Irvine back to the main area, he's now putting the moves on Renoa in the same manner. And she literally runs away from him to the other side of the car. Mm -hmm. And Krista scolds him. But Irvine just goes on this like bullshit justification thing of like, I'm I'm so lonely and stressful because I'm a sharpshooter, you know, and you know, no one understands just how much pressure is on me and just just leave me be, let me be who I am and it's like go fuck yourself. Yeah, my notes literally said in all caps, shut the fuck up, Irvine. <laughs> <laughs> but Zelda surprisingly doesn't say anything, but he does punch the floor of the train which shakes it so much that the conductor like makes an announcement over the PA being like, Hey guys, don't worry about that shake. There's nothing wrong with the train. We're just gonna, we're just gonna keep rolling. <laughs> and then the scene fades to black. And the conductor says it twice in a way where he says it twice. I'm convinced something is very wrong with that train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've, we may have just gone full Shonen jump with these kids. Oops. I got a Naruto punch, shook the whole train, caused a minor <laughs> earthquake. <laughs> I can't rule it out. Could see Zealous as I t- uh, Saitama type. These kids come from Anime Teen Academy, the one where they don't teach you military discipline or how to use weapon. No, they instead teach you shove a thing in your brain so you can start summoning the elements. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know if you listen to the cosmic whispers long enough, you can get more items out of things? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> don't question that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. think about what they're actually le- think about no, what I those know. skills mean. It's terrible. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and then they lead to memory loss. Allegedly, allegedly, and then allegedly. Half, half of them are about a card game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this school's teachings 
explain Cypher completely. This guy took four more years of this than everyone else. <laughs> and as a result, he doesn't know his own last name, but it turns out that he can actually just beat you sideways at seven different kinds of wizard poker. Cool. Uh, th- this is this is. Uh, do you uh, do you think Final Fantasy VIII uh, ultimately comes down as pro or anti Charter School? Mm, that's a good question. I think <laughs> I would, we have to I, see I would a third pro. garden for me to figure out. Yeah. Oh, okay. you'll see a third yeah. garden. <laughs> you'll see the third garden. Right now, right. it's fifty fifty. Yeah, but sure. I'm very <laughs> curious. Mm-hmm. So the train arrives at Delling, which is a very Paris at night, bootleg Arc de Triomphe waiting for us city. And we are told that we will meet at General Carraway's mansion for the mission briefing. Hey, I think we're doing a military coup. Yeah, we might be doing <laughs> yeah. a military coup. Uh, just real briefly. Okay, yes. From, like, there are some scenes there are some buildings that are very paris at night and there are other buildings that i cannot understand what the fuck aesthetic delling city Mm. is trying to go for it is very aesthetically confused so it's like we have you know this arc and we have the presidential suite and then we have what you know looked like like fake germantown shopping arcade that would Mm -hmm. be in like leavenworth washington and then we have the it's just then a huge jumble once we get into the city proper. I I think that Delling City is is ugly and confused. It's an architectural pulpery. Everything yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. game has that though. We've had seaside towns that also have giant radar telescopes. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Everything is okay, this makes sense. Wait, what's that? There's mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. two buildings that are designed to be the striking centerpieces. But they also make this thing look more like a JRPG than anything else. Totally. Mm-hmm. Outside of the mansion, one of the G-Unit soldiers tells us before they can meet the general, <laughs> they have to run a short mission. And so a handful of those students have gone to the nearby Tomb of the Unknown King and dropped a sword. Mm-hmm. Sure. We are to find that sword, get the student ID number found on it, and tell it to the guard. Then we are handed a map of the tomb, told uh, in character that if we press triangle while looking at it, we can immediately leave the tomb no matter what, but we will (laughs) lose a seed rank for doing so. And that, you know, it's probably near the entrance of the tomb, so you don't have to go too deep. So why did you hand me a map? (laughs) (laughs) Because people get lost and then they get demoted. This is maybe the most, like, plot-contrived dungeon Uh Uh I've ever seen. Just like, oh, yeah, our general doesn't trust anyone who can't prove themselves, so you have to go do a mini-dungeon in order to come back and actually get the mission that you were hired to do. Yeah, it's it's so weird, especially because when you think, okay, the headmaster of Galbadia Garden probably said, hey, there's this motherfucker with like a cropped motorcycle jacket coming by with a big gun sword. He's the one who's going to be doing your mission. And here's one Uh of our students to go with him. But uh, we still got to test them, I guess. (laughs) But the test is walk in a door and read the serial number off this thing. Yeah. Yeah. What they really want you to do is run the whole dungeon. (laughs) Yeah. If you could call it a Mm -hmm. whole dungeon. (laughs) This whole arc feels very Final Fantasy Type Zero, and that's not a compliment. I hated that game. <laughs> uh-uh. But it reminds uh-huh. me, especially with the Cypher bit, 
of the fact that one of the weirdest details about that world is when people die at the military school, the falsy that runs the place decides that it will erase their memory from everyone around. So they all carry dog tags that you need to bring home to remember they existed. <laughs> this is a real thing. If you see a guy die beside you, a fucking crystal demon is going to immediately make you forget they existed. So you're just like, oh, bodies. Fucking <laughs> wild. Man. That That's a thing. Uh, that so this feels like, hey, uh, it turns out we are down someone in the records. Uh, can you go get mm-hmm. the sword and tell me who died? That's what I that's what I'm interpreting this as. I feel like this reminds me more of like the Golden Sun boat side quest that's most of the oh. game. <laughs> right? Like it's like the this is completely unrelated to the plot, but you have to do it and we're gonna crowbar it in there. It's just this takes if you want it, it takes like two minutes to do. Are you aware that Golden Sun is one of my most hated JRPGs of all time? Oh, yeah. We've talked about it on the show before. I thought yeah. so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking I, did, I didn't mean it to, 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 to trigger you, Sybil, but... <laughs> if we really want to just do a hell season, let's all talk about Beyond the Beyond. The Ooh. worst Camelot game. <laughs> so... You can head out of the city either on foot or by renting a car, if you just want to skip some encounters, and head out towards a cliffside where the tomb is. When you arrive, two Galbadia students will run out in a panic, shouting, float! (laughs) So, okay, that's not a hint for anything. (laughs) But if you want, you can just find the sword, which they weren't lying, it's right next to the entrance. The student ID is randomly generated because... Square Enix was very famously aware of game FAQs at this point and was starting uh-huh. to try and find ways to get around it. Again, see Final Fantasy IX. And you can now leave, but there is an entire side quest buried within. <laughs> yeah, the, the, random, the randomization of the number is one of those things that the speed run has to work around. It's one of the reasons why they have to keep an eye on the seed but it's still guesswork to get the exact code. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you can get like two out of the three digits, right? If you know where you are in the seed. Okay. I just have to say two schoolgirls running out of a dungeon yelling float is JRPG camp to me. Um, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> there's no you reason know, I... for those girls to know what the fuck float is. I, like, come on, come on. How? Yeah, I, well, maybe I mean, they actually took lessons about magic. Yeah, maybe. Or, or maybe they just broke out of a Stephen King novel. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> also, this is making me wonder, what? how long does float last and could you use it to just... Does that explain anti-gravity tits in JRPGs? You just cast <laughs> float on yourself for a day and you don't need a bra? <laughs> I, I, you know what? That's canon. Let's go with mm-hmm. that. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Until some uh-huh. ne'er-do-well comes across and casts gravity. <laughs> <laughs> this explains um, why everyone is called Grandma at 25, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't be like me and forget how the car controls work and accidentally back into Dealing City <laughs> immediately because... It returns the car, and you have to rent <laughs> another one. Yeah, it costs like three thousand. So I did that with Chocobos in FF six. Oh, it sucks so bad. Well, I mean, th- th- this is what happens when 
we've been playing a series where the circle is confirmed and not X. And then we flip to a game where it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I think this is X goes forward situation. It's and, well, it's, it's even weirder. It's square goes forward and X oh, exits yeah. the vehicle. Right. Yes. Yeah. X ex- exits the vehicle. Also, if you hadn't bought a stock of fuel for the car. Uh, oh yeah. It, it runs you run out. out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can't make your way back in the car. It's great. <laughs> What a city. so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there is a small guardian force quest in here. The tomb is set up in a manner that looks like a Celtic knot, with the tomb chamber itself surrounded by a small moat. If you hug the walls to the right, you will run into a large minotaur-looking guy who challenges you to a boss fight. If you go to the left instead, the dead student or the missing student will have like etched notes on the bottom of these uh, mm. like ta- stone tablets that, je- yeah. that usually block your way. And it it's basically like, you know, I'm fucked. Like I'm fucking up. I'm overwhelmed. I'm never going to make it back. But if you want to make it back, here are the like the exact directions that you can go down. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. about the layout of this is that they designed it to be like a you know it's very simple in that it like mirror it's a mirror on basically in all four yeah. quadrants but <laughs> the camera angles mean you have to remember which direction you're going yeah i yes. would totally just buy the location tracker it's only 5000 gold you get yeah. 5000 gold like every 15 minutes that the game is on basically so like uh-huh. it's it's just just buy Wait, it. There's a there's a specific item you can get that like well Yeah, from from the general at the like at the entrance to Caraway's mansion who sends you if you talk to him again, he oh. you can uh buy a hint from him or buy an item that displays your own location on the map every time you open up the map. Oh, I did not know okay. that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, cuz like uh, that that that's interesting because I mean, yeah, the thing with this dungeon is it's intentional that you're going to get lost in it because they're using the same like four <laughs> images mm-hmm. just flip flopped. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that's kind of weird, though, is that the one that has the sword in it looks completely different if you're coming down to it from, you know, towards yeah. the exit versus coming from the first way. So like if. Like I, I actually ran by the sword once because I'm like, all right, I'm on my way out, and I didn't grab the sword first because I'm like, who cares? I'm gonna do it on my way out, right? And then I'm like, I just ran. I ended up outside and being like, wait, what happened? <laughs> Where'd it go? <laughs> the sword's really easy to see when you're entering the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, it can be very disorienting. But yeah, so extremely worth the five thousand gold just not to ever get lost. So. This large minotaur-looking guy who challenges you to a boss fight talks like a gym jock for some reason. Uh, yeah. bro a lot. His name is mostly, Sacred. Mostly to his bro. Mostly to his bro, yeah. but he's always he's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, uh-huh. He doesn't say that because it's a T-rated game. Uh, but mm-hmm. he will physically attack you and hits decently hard. One thing that you will notice is that he gets small heals over time, seemingly for no reason. But if you cast scan, it says that he heals Mm. so long as he's connected to the ground. Mm. Chances are. I wonder what would prevent that. Yeah. (laughs) Chances are you probably don't have the countermeasure to stop this yet. So you'll just have to power through the fight, but you don't have to get him all the way down to zero HP. It's just a few hundred of his HP. And then he runs off to find his brother who will 
according to sacred whoop their ass Mm -hmm. you can then continue around the edges of the tomb where the two stone tablets blocking your way have both been lowered you you can tell that something has changed because when sacred leaps off of his little pedestal the pedestal raises a little bit and so it's Mm -hmm. like oh my dungeon sense is tingling you can then find a chain to release water into the center of the tomb and then in the leftmost quadrant you will also find some gears that you need to engage to drop the drawbridge one of these two locations has a float drop point which you have to you, you know putting two and two together here between the scan information and yeah. the and the campy schoolgirls uh we're we're getting somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i mean it's more it's less like putting two and two together being like they gave us five and expected us to equal at least two <laughs> <laughs> Like, like it's moments like this where you feel really silly for having bought the guide because he's just like it just tells you it tells mm-hmm. you right there. Yeah, I know it's so it's so loudly obvious. Mm-hmm. Although if you don't do the scan, you probably you would probably guess about I should probably use this, but you probably wouldn't understand why. Right, right. It'd just be like, oh, this works, okay. Oh. And then you find out later, oh, it's because they're Earth element. Yeah, through this entire thing, I didn't put any of that together, so <laughs> I ended up just assuming. Oh, his brother's healing him, right? Right. <laughs> They'll just kill him. Oh, it's it's, it's uh, brotherly love. <laughs> exactly. So now with all the interactables interacted with, you can access the center of the tomb. Your uh, big boy Sacred is there, and he calls for his big bro's help. This summons a much smaller minotaur of, I believe, the same model. Mm-hmm. Named creatively yeah, more or less. Minotaur. So Sacred eggs him on to fight you, and uh, they begin the battle. So if uh, Quistus is one of your party members here, uh, she, so okay, one of the first like weird internet famous phenomena that I uh, started following was this woman who claimed to have slept with a whole bunch of famous rappers and would give oh, yeah. reviews <laughs> yeah. of, their, of their penises. <laughs> And the the most memed about one was just one word, and it was Nas, small. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't like to small dick shame uh, at all. Uh, but that being said, that is just poetry to me. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, Quistus will just say ellipsis, surprisingly small, once uh, Minotaur gets <laughs> summoned. It's fucking great. <laughs> I, oh, I think if so selfie's good. in your party, she she calls um, Minotaur cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a baby. He's a little baby. <laughs> He's just a little birthday boy. It's like a goddamn truck. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is a similar fight to the first one, uh, but now there are two of them. So, if you were able uh, to figure out all of the hints that they were giving you, <laughs> now is the time to uh, use Float to decouple the bosses from the ground, which will stop all of their healing, since they're both Earth Elementals. Uh, if you don't have enough Floats, or if you, uh, then you can draw them from Minotaur. Um, you can also draw life from that, so stock up on that. Mm-hmm. So, easiest thing is to pick them up, Beat up one, knock them out, then beat up the other. If you actually, if you defeat Minotaur first, then uh, Sacred, I believe, just gives in. Either that or I smashed him at the same time. 
Yeah, I think you were probably really close because I beat okay. Minotaur first and I had a little bit longer to fight Sacred. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. So both of them have a, a, a full party physical attack called Mower that does a pretty good amount of damage. So I ended up just yeah. like throwing Protect on everyone and then just GF spamming through the entire fight, which mm-hmm. worked out pretty cleanly. Um, I discovered that Quistus's limit break laser eye has a really high crit chance on mm. these guys uh, oh, yeah. because I did uh, more than a thousand damage to Minotaur ah. in one laser eye attack, uh, which it's I I wiped the first time because I tried to go in with everybody low HP to try to ah. uh, limit break spam, and then I got <laughs> oh, hit. No. I got hit with a mower and just fucking oh. owned. Mower oh hits so hard. Like, the thing is, they are not shy on throwing those out. And like, I'm playing, like I set my battle speed to high just mm. to give myself a little extra challenge. And if you are doing that, like they are hitting you very frequently. They are. Yeah. The fact that there's two of them makes this yeah. fight harder than, you know, it's like you could reasonably guess that they're trying to get you to come back later. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because it's like it, it, half of the regular enemies in this dungeon are like go down in like a hit, and then half of them either have a gimmick like the flan or yep. have a lot of HP and defense like the weird armadillo that you can knock over. Yeah, yeah, armadodo, armadodo. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. um, it's a weird dungeon. It's also yeah, it's it's so weird because it's so like the layout is so simple. It feels like something that would be out of a much older JRPG. This whole thing. It, it feels like something that would be like a vertical slice at Space World or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and the like the style of like the mausoleum, like like the view when you go towards like where the king's mausoleum actually is, at like it just has a very different like overrun like vibe to it that just doesn't really gel with anything else aesthetically in this game except for maybe there are some parts of Cetra or Centra that kind of had that same like grown over european mm. stone vibe mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. but yeah like given the way this just kind of gets like dropped into the plot <laughs> like it just feels like this was a leftover bunch of assets or something from another game and they're just like just like shove it in there let's just add like like we need to add like half an hour to disc one before we close this out <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's just put it here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when the fight is over the gfs join you and you get sacred's card and then afterwards the giant coffin that they were standing on opens up and the spirit of the unknown king <laughs> rises out thanking you for freeing him and uh like the the actual image they show you it, it looks like a like a goofy green skeleton <laughs> that's yeah. kind of bopping yeah. around and he's like very it looks small. real silly uh-huh. Uh-huh. especially given how huge that coffin is like the coffin mm-hmm. is like the size of the car you probably drove over here <laughs> like maybe bigger <laughs> this king was so unknown they didn't know how big the body was when they built the coffin uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I I can't believe these fucking guardian forces. Their whole deal was just to sit on the coffin so that this dude couldn't get out. That's such a <laughs> rude thing. 
They must have been so bored. <laughs> yeah, for real. And and this like restless spirit, like he, he's probably like, I was your fucking king once, and this is how you repay me. This is rude as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this kind of makes the whole what is a GF thing. Like it's it's the accumulation of like magic Gaia energy, right? Like if mm-hmm. there's enough of whatever. Like so presumably these guys grew in here, right? They became yeah. aware of themselves in this uh like dungeon or like whatever yeah. it is a uh, tomb and i'm wondering like how did that happen <laughs> like what it's, what because this is mostly water right like it's just kind of like there's moats and shit yeah i think it's like the stone it's like and the fact yeah, that it's maybe. on this crag it's like you know they it, there was clearly this unknown king was sealed with a bunch of earth magic yeah and that earth magic turned into uh just two bros who love to spot each other when they're doing uh-huh. sets uh-huh. <laughs> you using their enormous spiked maces as uh, yeah as their as weights yeah. yeah exactly yeah. just they're huge uh yeah no it's very funny too when you think like okay the king after you let him out is like thank you uh what you know and he like ponders to himself like whether or not it makes any sense to bury the dead because he's like i was trapped in there by the way i didn't want to be there mm-hmm. and i wanted to join the afterlife you know with the rest of the spirits so <laughs> Like just it would be very funny if there was like a backstory of like somebody in the king's court like wanted to do like an afterlife violence and like sealed the tomb. Right. And like yeah. sick to these two dudes ought to be like, yeah, you I can't punish you anymore because you're dead, but I can make sure that you're stuck there. <laughs> uh but but apparently he was buried. With the Minotaur's card, because he gives that to you before he disappears. <laughs> because so, he was buried with his last. <laughs> instead of being buried with all his servants, he got buried with his best triple triad card. Well, and this also imp- this implies that triple triad has existed for hundreds of years. Also, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> don't don't it's, think about the metaphysics of this. This is just yeah. they wanted to give you a cool card, so they yeah, gave yeah. you a cool card. Yeah, but yeah. um, the inspiration for Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> uh, but like at, at this point like i know um diablos and the brothers are n- optional guardian forces but at this point you have a pretty good hand right like you have ifrit mm-hmm. you have the brothers and you have diablos so you've got like one card away from having like a really killer hand although like they're pretty pretty sick as they are because like both of these cards are like nine nine on the corners so like they're great like for dropping in a corner at the beginning of a match or something and at this point if you talk to the right people you could have like all of the party member cards as well you can get a lot of them a lot lot of them yeah it's a zell quistus and cypher you could have by now yeah. Uh, oh, holy shit. Uh, this actually may have been a response to Yu-Gi-Oh! Because we, we were talking about um, how this feels, mm. this game feels like a response to a lot of like current shonen, anime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, current shonen anime. Uh, manga of Yu-Gi-Oh! started in 96 and the first season of the anime aired in April of 98. Mm, that might be, yeah, that might be why uh, the card mm. game was decided on. Yeah, between this and when were Pokemon cards? Yeah, I was going to say Pokemon's the other one. I mean, Magic also probably was big in Japan around this time, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon trading Pokemon card the manga game started in, like, 96, so probably a bit before then. Yeah, because I think work started in 97 or so. 
for this. Uh, Pokemon trading card game first published in October 96. Um, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, CCGs were in the zeitgeist at the time uh, when this crap. was coming up. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they made physical decks of Triple Triad, and I've never tried to pick them up, but I might try to look them up to see how much... They're, they're yeah. people are asking for like an original Final Fantasy VIII deck. I don't uh, know if I don't know if I would be able to play it without the computer telling me when I got a plus or same rule though. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'd be oh, able no, to yeah, track yeah. of that shit in my head. Oh, I don't think I don't think you were meant to play with them. I think they were just uh, collectibles. Okay, mm, like like here's here's some art of uh, of the characters and the monsters on some cardboard. Sybil left us some notes here. Uh, yeah. she had to she had to take off to another to another engagement. But uh, she she asks, um, I don't know if picking Cipher playing Triple Triad is a good look given his corpse status. And then asks the important question: Do cards die if the people related do too? Um, <laughs> uh, no. The answer no. is no because there's a lot of boss cards. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of monsters you've killed that you can have their card. There's a lot of monsters you turn into cards as a way of killing them. You trap their soul into a card. Yeah, and I now like, we all. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I just I, I like the idea that in this world, at a funeral, instead of prayer cards, they just hand out triple triad cards to <laughs> the person who had died. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, no, you have that, um, you know, at, like, Japanese funerals, you have, like, the image, like, the framed picture with, like, the little black ribbons on it, but it's just a blown-up triple triad card. <laughs> you just add four numbers to the corner. <laughs> Gonna start making sticky notes. No, 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 what you do, you, you just pictures. put R-I-P and then arch or something. How the fuck <laughs> do you make a... how? How the fuck do you make a mouth harp sound uh, mournful? If because you know playing <laughs> the triple triad card at a funeral uh, theme at a funeral, now 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 now. No, right. what you got to so do is you got to take that song in minor key. Yeah, the minor key. I was gonna say uh-huh. the minor key version. <laughs> Someone needs to make that and just play it extra slow. <laughs> just make it into a funeral dirge. Yeah, triple uh, triad. I'm sure it could be done. Yeah, um, but anyway, now you have the brothers. And uh, their summon attack is Brotherly Love, which does Earth Elemental damage, and it's one of one of the like two things that does Earth Elemental damage in this game. And like, it looks pretty sick because like you know one of the brothers like comes out of the Earth's crust and like throws some of the like one of the brothers into the air, and they like they break through. Like it, it's it's a cool looking one, but it's also like it's extremely dudes rock. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. They have oh, a little yeah. rock, paper, scissors game to decide who's going to be thrown uh-huh. at the rock. Uh-huh. It's good. Uh, I love these fucking dudes. They're so, yeah. they're so goofy and incongruous as Guardian yep. Forces, but they're just, yeah, muscle head minotaur creatures uh, yeah. who fastball special each other. Uh huh. <laughs> and, so and have like all of the tank skills because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they have um, the HP junction. They have HP plus equipable skills, like the percentage points increases. Uh, they have defend as a battle command. If you want to, or cover as a battle command. The nice thing is also, this is another strength junction. Uh, but one you can unlock, y- but you have to unlock it. And this is only yeah. your third strength junction guardian force so far. So yeah. you've been rolling around with one person much physically weaker than the yeah, other two. But, 
and that one probably has like magic, whereas one of the other ones probably right. don't. Right. Uh, but so after yeah. fifty, after you know, fifty ability points, you can get a third. You can you can make everybody jacks of all trades. Finally, <laughs> we did it. We got there <laughs> after twelve hours. Uh, so, after this, we head back to the mansion, give the guard the code, and I think you give it the digits, like, backwards from what you'd probably expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. I think you do single digit, like, the first digit, then the Like, instead of doing hundreds to ones, you do ones to hundreds. It's yeah, it, it asks you for each, like, uh, each digit yeah. place, but... One at a time. 100% screwed up the first time around. Oh, mine was a, <laughs> mine ended up being a palindrome this playthrough. It was 191, oh, nice. so I fucked Aww. it up, but still got it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That's good. Uh, but they end up in a lavish study where the team waits for General Caraway to show up. Uh, Renoa loses her patience and goes to complain. She's like, I, I, I hate how he always does this. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to the manager and we, we'll find out why yeah. in a second. But, uh, because she like leaves the room, turns around, comes back and says, Oh, by the way, this is my house. I live here. This is my dad. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Just the um at first i was like oh serious karen energy and then i was like oh no serious i have to go talk to daddy energy and it then it's uh-huh. just, you uh-huh. know <clears throat> i love what this game does with renoa so much because she's like a a spoiled little rich girl like military general whose idea of uh-huh. rebellion is joining an anti-government resistance faction like uh-huh <laughs> uh, it's just a phase she'll grow out of it you know she'll yeah. go off to college she'll mellow out well, and like it's so it's so sad. This is for next episode probably, but it's so sad because like no one really takes her seriously, but she does yeah. take this shit seriously. It's like there are so many 
the game gives you good reasons why the characters keep dismissing her as just like mm-hmm. this spoiled naive child and she's like yeah but like this shit matters to me and i want to make a difference and it sucks to be so dehumanized all the time and i love that shit but like also uh-huh. <laughs> oh by the way this is my house uh, well i mean okay but also remember that the other members of the forest owls call her princess yeah, like they call totally. her the princess, yep. and now you know why mm-hmm. is because yep. she is effectively royalty of this uh, dictatorship, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that that does read a little weird though because it's like okay, wait, they call her princess. This a- this area definitely had a king at some point. There was a monarchy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, man, they just really love fascism here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's going to come back to bite them because sometimes when someone co-opts a fascist movement, anyway, uh-huh. uh, fascist yeah. movements are bad enough. No one needs to co-opt yeah. them to be bad, but this one gets worse. Uh, I, I just love the idea that the forest owls, they're not trying to liberate for democracy. They're trying to liberate to bring back the monarchy. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're royalists. They're, they're, royalists. Not, they're not royalists. Um, <laughs> fucking also, like... Caraway Mansion kind of looks like Bowser's Castle uh, from the <laughs> Super Nintendo games. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Matt and I are, are playing with future knowledge, but my thought process this time, uh, before I realized that I was playing with future knowledge, I went, then why is your last name Hartilly and not Caraway if this is your dad? Yeah. And oh, then I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went, and where's the mom in the picture? Uh, and, and, <laughs> and we'll leave it there. We'll leave it right there. <laughs> uh, but somehow she goes back out of the door after she says, by the way, this is my house. And everyone has a shocked face. Uh, you know, everyone, everyone's doing the shocked Pikachu. And then she's like, she leaves and somehow doesn't run into her father who just comes in right through the same door a second I know, later. <laughs> I know. Like, this door give it a is beat. a mysterious portal that functions in strange yeah. ways, Matt. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's weird that they're like, check out this enormous mansion. We're only going to show you one room and then make the cutscenes feel awkward because there's only one door in and out of it. Totally. <laughs> yes. Like, you could have just had another door or a reverse shot of the room where Caraway comes out of a different door mm-hmm. and you would have been you would have been good. Uh, and it would have made a, a future section a little bit more fun to explore. <laughs> This this magic door. We need the Zapruder film that shows all of the different uh-huh. angles. The Zapruder uh-huh. door. Uh-huh. Uh, but he waited for her to leave on purpose uh, because he doesn't want Renoa to be wrapped up in all of this because she's not a trained operative. She's just, you know, she's an amateur terrorist, not a, <laughs> not a professional terrorist. Uh, and Zell straight up says, uh, oh, shit. The, the general's daughter is leading a resistance group against the government. And he's like, yeah, um, yeah it's a bit of a thorny issue. So <laughs> the phrase he uses, it's just like, uh, it's just a, it's a father daughter quarrel thing. Like, to, uh, it, it's not nearly as serious as uh, she probably would be executed if they actually caught her and like held her to being responsible. Well, no, I think that that's the, this whole thing is that if he, if she wasn't the daughter of general Carraway, then ah. she would have been caught and executed by now. But because of her, her connection she's oh, allowed I didn't to survive even think of it like that way kind of yeah like screen for her god yeah. just imagine the forest uh, owls they're basically larping because everyone is just treating them with kid gloves because they yeah. know they can't kill them yeah yeah oh exactly. that makes so much more sense mm-hmm. 
that's incredible actually oh <laughs> uh, i know yeah it's it, it it's the like the thing that she's trying to run away from is also her shield uh which is just yeah. fucking real yeah real shitty and now you know why like in that train car like her room just looks extremely lavish and has yep. like oh, yeah. <laughs> has like a place to like do her makeup like a makeup station and like all these like nice curtains and stuff mm-hmm. but anyway by the way we haven't talked about what uh general caraway looks like but at least in this version he's got like hella willem dafoe face yeah uh and with like <laughs> yeah. slick black slick back black hair uh to yeah. go with it he looks yeah he's for sure squall for some reason decides to get up in the general's face a bit because there's a chance that renoa's orders will contradict the general's interests caraway does not back down but irvine who's just like sitting at the general's desk with his feet up like the uh-huh. Irvine that he is uh uh-huh. gets everyone back on track so here's the deal there will be two teams the gate team and the sniper team the gate team will trap the sorceress's parade float inside the arch by dropping the gate and then the sniper team will take the shot from a nearby building they will decide on the teams. Squall takes the lead for the group and will accompany Irvin, and Quistus, Selfie, and Zell will be on gate duty. Uh, there is a funny beat where Squall is told to pick the gate team leader, and Zell's all pumped up and starts shadowboxing, and then he picks Quistus because Quistus, <laughs> the fucking uh-huh. of course, should be the leader, and Zell hangs his head extremely disappointedly. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> is this the first or the second time Zell's been passed over? He's like, yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he's like, nope, nope, not for you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. So Caraway heads out of the room and Squall and Irvine follow him. We get control of Quistus uh, for a brief moment. And when she tries to leave, Renoa bursts back into the room and uh, she brings her own plan to beat the sorceress by making the sorceress wear her anti-magic bangle bracelet branded <laughs> with the Odin company's signatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, so, yep. I, I love Zell here. <laughs> Where he's yeah, just he, like, oh, the Odine Company? They're number one in magical goods. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm explaining this to the audience. He's just reading the back of the box. Or, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know what? Actually, it would have been so funny if it turned out that was the company that made the hoverboards. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They built Float into the hoverboard. <laughs> So uh, Quistus questions her on how uh, she will end up giving the sorceress this device. And when Renoa responds, that's what I want to discuss, Quistus loses her cool and tells Renoa to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Mm. And uh, she leads the seeds uh, out of the room to let Renoa just do there in sadness. So this moment here is one of my favorite uses of the text box in the game because like the like who when where like her questions come in at like in on top of each other in a diagonal as Quistus is walking towards Renoa with like you know pointing at her like what do you what do you think she's doing like the the actual animation of the boxes is so effective in showing and the timing of it of just how much she is like drilling down into Renoa's like lack of planning and lack of forethought. Mm-hmm. And I always think back to this moment. I know Ryan, you called this out in episode one 
or yeah, I think it was up or no episode two when we were in the flashback and they you had the different um things popping up randomly. Like this is my mm-hmm. version of like this is the one that stands out to me the most. And I, I think it's really well done. And you don't see that a lot anymore. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Like just the the ways that they were compensating for not having voice acting mm-hmm. made for a more dynamically directed game. Yeah. And it's really impressive after we have now 20 plus years of where JRPGs evolved to that forgot a lot of these details in part because they rely so much on voices now. Yeah. I mean, but even if you were just doing text, right? Like a lot of, you know, we were talking about having the avatars and, you know, showing the emotion of the characters, but also the text boxes are standardized and at the bottom of the screen and, like at most, the only thing they can do is like, you know, if they wanted to punctuate something, do word one, word two, word three, or phrase one, phrase two, phrase three, and have you like cycle through them, you know, mm-hmm. hitting X or whatever. Where here, it just, it's snap, 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 you know, when, where, why, how, and it just really works well. It definitely drives the scene forward. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. definitely finds a way to just convey the emotion through like, the visual text box but also like mm-hmm. it makes the reading active instead mm-hmm. yeah. of just like yeah. glassing yeah, yeah. over a block of text and it, it allows really for intertalk and people to interrupt each other in a way that is really effective sometimes too yes yep. there's one in particular where that becomes like really obvious uh like Dietrich prison when we run back into Renoa mm-hmm. with Irvine <laughs> like that, that's one moment where that happens and it's very effective. But yeah, you can't do that in the modern version of this unless you have, you know, actors talking over each other in a scene, which you don't even see that often in video right. games because that's really hard to do. Yeah, the I mean, it's it's interesting that, you know, it it's almost a 10 year old game, I think, at this point, which is wild to think about. But that game Oxenfree, which is an adventure mm. game, got praised for the way that like it allows people to talk over each other and like cut conversations yeah. short and stuff. And and people were like, Oh my God, this game, like it's so good at that. And here yeah. final fantasy eight and 99 is doing something very similar, but in like the silent film version of it, it's great. Yeah. It's so good. Or like the manga version of it. Like you yeah. see this a lot in manga too, where the, the speech bubbles overlap with each other when there's an interruption. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be done like with speech overlapping thought boxes yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Which is very, which can be very effective at times. Mm. And yeah, you can do that when you have free floating text boxes, you can move around and shape however you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then outside the mansion, uh, the general leads the party through the city to describe the details of the plan. And for some reason, they just let General Carraway run around the street to demonstrate the parade path. Um, And it's pretty goofy he's kind of walking from one screen to the other uh-huh. saying, car will turn right like this <laughs> and here's the funny thing none of this matters right. this all happens in a cut scene it doesn't need to happen yeah and on top of that on top of that like you have a character who's supposed to have a lot of gravitas and he, he's definitely aged like he's got graying hair and then you just see him in a full outrun in his like you know, military regalia. It's just so yeah. goofy every time. He, he's actually just running through the town square screaming yeah. about assassination plots. Yeah. You yeah. Think- imagine like you're just walking on by or like you're trying to drive to your, you know, 
to dinner or something. And this motherfucker is just being like demonstrating what a left turn looks like. Or one of the thousand buses that are flying around this yeah. town. In, in the most populated area, like the center part of the city. In a, in a real parade, he would have been arrested immediately. The cops would have been uh-huh. like, this guy's fucking shady. And he would go, do you know who I am? And they would say, yeah, and still arrest him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> clearly, he's like casing the joint, essentially, uh-huh. is what he's doing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's also a lot of just really bizarre asset reuse that the, it's like between the flashbacks mm. and the, you know, going back and forth to the city a bunch, like – they're really milking a lot uh, out of just walking around dealing city more than we have to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, is it interesting? Like there's a reason why they want to bring people over to the arch, right? But Mm -hmm. you could have just cut straight to the arch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, there, there is a little bit, well here, we'll get into it here, but like, so you leave the mansion and you're walking over towards where the arch is for this to happen. And there are several, you know, you walk to the street where you gave the guard the, the code. There's another side street where you're walking down. There's a draw point there for some reason. Who knows? <laughs> Don't worry about it. But like during that walk, Irvine and Squall have a conversation. And uh, Irvine's basically like checking Squall like, so uh, do, do you have any like moral code of your own? Like, do you actually care who it is that you're doing these jobs for? And Squall doesn't answer. He's thinking to himself. Well, he, he does kind of answer a little bit, but he's mostly thinking to himself that, oh, there isn't a right and a wrong side. There's just differences of opinions and needs. Mm. And it's just like... <laughs> PMC brained out of the group. Oh my god, I know. It's like it's so funny because sometimes he he shows himself to be the most emotionally intelligent and sometimes it's like you're a baby centrist nihilist. You are <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. providing yeah. justification why it's okay to be a PMC. Like fucking <laughs> guy. I mean, look, he grew up in this environment. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But yeah. still Still, there's no right or wrong. There's just difference in perspective. Oh, that's kind of in like, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it also, I guess that also makes sense if you think that like, okay, I'm probably going to be, you know, going to be murdering these other students from other schools eventually, but there's still right. kind of like a brotherly rivalry you know, school rival situation. And it's like when you grow up of like, okay, that person went to that school. They're not evil. They're just on the other side that I'm going to have to murder, which is totally fine. I guess you kind of have to like convince yourself that it's okay to be on both sides of the thing in order yeah, to, yeah. to sort of like square that and not like want to murder them like during a hockey match per se, let's mm-hmm. say. But the tour ends at the arch. So we are, back in control, but now we are in control of the gate team because Squall and Irvine have left the uh, the screen and we're in control of Quistus. But instead of staying at their post, Quistus is hit with remorse for yelling so hard at Renoa <laughs> and decides, oh yeah, there's enough time that we could kind of abandon our post and go back to the mansion five screens or whatever and apologize. <laughs> it's so good. It's, uh, it's, I, so, it's such so a dipshit good. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but like, she's a teenager. Like, this uh, is, I, yeah. this is, and I think this is, like, the reason why a lot of people hate the characters in Final Fantasy VIII, uh, despite, aside from the fact that a lot of them are underwritten past disc two, or at least that's what my memory is, is that yeah. 
like they're teens that act like teens. This is very much a teen story in a lot of ways. And a lot of the drama is because people act irrationally because they're fucking teenagers and Quistus being given a bunch of authority, but also having a bunch of just like really raging feelings and shit does this stuff all the time. And it's, I, I love it because it's goofy, but I get it. I like, yeah. I get why yeah. they're being so messy. And yes, mm-hmm. it is. It is very silly that they are all mercenaries that uh, like help direct world events but yeah like it i really really like how messy they are yeah well and the thing is this is actually one of those cases where you you can't just go well if they just had cell phones they would (laughs) christmas would have been sent a text because you can't have cell phones in this world because the spectrum is completely taken up and that's why they haven't had communications across, like, you know, over the air. So yeah. at the very least, like, you know, she would have had to physically leave and find mm-hmm. Renoa to do this, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is, uh, I don't know, if, obviously not intentional. Like, there weren't cell phones in the world anyway. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, the, it's weird to pull in the Seinfeld problem for this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, like, totally. someone, someone would go like, oh, why did she have to do this now? Or like, why did she have to leave to do this? And like, if this were made in another time, whatever. But yeah, yeah it's very funny. So we cut to the mansion where we're back in the study and Caraway tells Renoa who's just like she's sitting there, you know, holding well, she's not like holding her knees to herself exactly, but she's kind of slumped down. And he tells her like, hey, shit's going to pop off. You got to stay here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, otherwise you're going to be in danger. But she just like sarcastically waves him off. She, like, she doesn't even talk to him or turn around to face him or anything. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> and like, she's like all sad and shit because like, you know, she's like, oh, no, I really do care. I'm really trying, guys. Like, take me seriously. <sighs> Why does no one take me seriously? But then, yeah, her father leaves the room and we hear a beeping sound start. And Renoa immediately recognizes this and realizes that her dad is about to forcefully lock down <laughs> the entire mansion to keep her from escaping. Fucking <laughs> and, comedy of errors. Oh, my. <laughs> like. The fact that, I mean, look, I get it. He's a major political figure. Maybe lockdown is something you'd want to have in case somebody like invades the house. But like, yikes, <laughs> extreme yikes to weaponize this against your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She she makes it out. But in a wacky twist, uh, again, through the magical door where nobody can pass each other in front of Quistus <laughs> uh, and crew arrive just in time to get locked in. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then it's like, oh, God, everything's going wrong. Everything's going wrong. Why are teens PMCs? I just, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what, the second mission? And, well, okay, the first mission didn't go wrong because of the seeds. They, right. That went wrong because yeah. of the forest owls mm-hmm. <laughs> having bad intel. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, these, just nothing going right. Nothing going right. But now we are in control of Renoa, who will climb a bunch of boxes and jump over a gap to get to a roof of a building. And we don't know why this building is important. We just know she's here. And 
it's clear that actually you could take Renoa and go into the manhole there and mm-hmm. go into the sewers here if you want. Uh, there is an item that is easier to get. I think it's a weapons monthly, so it's, it's not a weapons monthly. Or anything. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. are you talking about? Those are su- why aren't those useful? They're not useful. Well, you don't mechanically need them to do the upgrades. Um, they don't show up in the weapons menu until you've read the magazines. Yeah. If you have the items, it does. So that's the weird, like, if you have the items to do the upgrade and you don't have the magazine yet, it'll show up in the junk shop and you can make that upgrade. Sure. But a lot of the items that you need, right. uh, But, and then a lot of the Mm -hmm. items that you need, you can only get through very specific means. So unless you're following a guide, it's, it's one of, it's, you won't get those, you won't have those items in your inventory. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those happy accidents that could happen. Like if you're playing naturally and you're not looking at guides or anything, but you're still card modding, like some of the items that you will end up with, if you do enough of that, you will be able to, you'll like stumble over some future upgrades that you wouldn't be aware of until later. But why would you card mod unless you're looking at a guide? Oh, well, if you're yeah, card, was... card modding because you're like, Oh, I could try this stupid item and then turn it. I don't know. You probably wouldn't be doing that level of like magic manipulation unless you are just messing around with the skills randomly and go, oh, Arctic winds can be bizarras. That's cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me get more of those uh, those uh, cards from the little jellyfish guys. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the 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 card mod system. I think it's super cool that it's there, but it is so disintegrated with like the way that most people play the game unless they know like, hey, check out the card mod system. There's a bunch of cool shit in there. Like Mm -hmm, I didn't touch it the first time I played this game. Well, I mean, also when you think about when you think about Triple Triad, though, like unless like I wonder how many people just naturally go, I'm just going to challenge everyone I see. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 hopefully trip over a nice card right yeah well and this is my first time playing through the game and like even mm. with the walkthrough like it didn't have the benefit of like having you know that nice little uh good smelling manual to pull out of the jewel case yeah um <laughs> so you you just told me about a mechanic i didn't know existed whatever yeah. card mod <laughs> is yeah so like there's yeah it it took me it took me until after the tv station i think to find out about boosting (laughs) after i got diabolos yeah you know i was wondering when you said that you like summon spammed uh for brothers i was like hmm Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. well i'm just thinking like you know when it comes to using the summons like you know the like we said in the first episode, like the pro move is don't even bother with them or don't <laughs> only use them early on or when it's like highly specific. Like if you needed an earth element and you have brothers and you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of quakes yet or something. Yeah, it didn't have the hot tip yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very, I, I mean, I'd be very interested to to hear like if you keep playing through the end of this, just like how did you feel without going like sicko like a lot of us did <laughs> oh yeah because i'm not going sicko but i know that the sicko exists so yeah, yeah. but you also know how the system works right. like all of those like you know the ways everything like mm-hmm. locks in together and of course i'm going basically sicko like i'm not like the doing the most degenerate strats but i'm like 80 percent of the way there <laughs> 
right right yeah. yeah yeah so you know this is if if you if you learn this is just for john uh if you learn the guardian force command from quetzalcoatl called card that allows you to turn weakened enemies into cards you can then turn those cards into special items with another guardian force skill called card mod and then those items can be used to upgrade weapons okay and, that's and very refine good magic yeah you, yeah you refine magic from the items yeah 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 sitting here where the fuck i'm gonna get a dragon's fin yeah <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I I know where you can get a dragon's fin. No, it's, it's okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> I, I I may have farmed a few for reasons. Or I'm thinking dragon's fang. Oh, my dude. I think I there's dragon's fin and dragon's fang, but I know where I can find either of those. But anyway, what you're supposed to do is climb these boxes. The animations take so long to do. <laughs> like this is one of those places where the three x speed up is so nice because I'm like you have to do like five of these animations of climbing this box and they're all extremely slow. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, she gets into this building, she gets under the roof and she goes inside and she does in fact find the sorceress who is sitting in a chair and uh, she's just like in a room with just a bunch of really gauzy uh, (laughs) uh, like (laughs) curtains hanging from the ceiling for no reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's facing a door going to the back outside. It's because she's goth. It is very goth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you take Renoa, you try to walk up to her and like she's doing like her walk animation is unique here too, right? Like she's holding the little thing she's trying to, you know, the little bracelet Mm -hmm. behind her back and it's like kind of coquettishly like bobs a bit as she's walking forward. And uh, you try to talk to her and there's a big blast of like flash a light blast of magic that throws Renoa back like 30 feet onto right. her ass. And then her arm starts shaking and ends up pulling her in the air as if she was like, you know, someone was grabbing her and lifting her by it and then is knocked unconscious and allowed to slump to the floor. Yeah, all these animations are great. And then we get another like series of cutscenes and FMVs that are like um, spliced in between each other, uh, which Final Fantasy VIII does really well. Mm-hmm. This also uh, kind of redeems, this is like the real Sorceress Adea's entrance and yeah. the weird anti-climax of her like just appearing and then whisking away Cypher is kind of redeemed by this because I thought that this was scary and powerful. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I I like the spooky harpsichord that yeah. uh, is always mm-hmm. around when she's around. Yep. So yep. what happens is the sorceress stands up and deploys this thing that's on her back that like is 
the support structure for her really gauzy veil that she always has behind her that's like yeah. this 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 like muslin cape basically but mm-hmm. it's like a fan of spikes is what it looks like and it and mm-hmm. it is sometimes vertical and so she like fans it out yeah it, it's like the goth version of um oh god what's that festival in brazil carnival 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's like it's got goth carnival is what yeah. this is yes <laughs> well and she has a super cool almost like I don't know, reverse Power Ranger, reverse Magical Girl uh, suit up into this spiked form. Like her, uh, her oh, yeah, the little like, face, face scar retreats yes. and her trail kind of shrinks up behind her to just hang off of the yeah. spikes. It's yeah. And she's got like a cool little like scene. asymmetrical like hair. It's not a hair dupe, like hair piece where it's like, yeah, it's got a little horn on one side that. That's the one part of her outfit that I think is kind of goofy is, I, is goofy. I like I never yeah, could. But... I never could figure that one out but like yeah and then her like her dress also has like like full length gloves and her hands are like claws inside them very claw like yeah yeah so she then phases through the door it almost looks like she's melting through it Mm -hmm. outside president dealing is standing near a podium with a massive crowd gathered in front. Renoa follows behind the sorceress, swaying as if in a daze. Squall and Irvin, who are just, you know, waiting at their assigned spot at that gate in the middle of the crowd, notice that Renoa is there. The president introduces his, quote, ambassador of peace, sorceress Idea. She walks up to the mic and runs off an extremely bitter villainous speech. Uh Uh-huh calling the people below her a bunch of idiot deplorables <laughs> i god i really liked renoa's gumption uh like coming up and like trying to do this herself and then it's so sad to just like see her be a thrall and then um yeah like uh, this whole time i was like is she actually giving this speech because it doesn't make any sense because she's like uh yeah she's like how you celebrate my ascension with such joy hailing the one that you have condemned for generations have you no shame what happened to the evil ruthless sorceress from your fantasies the cold-blooded tyrant that slaughtered countless men and destroyed many nations where is she now she stands before your very eyes to become your new ruler ha 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 it's very cartoon villain, but it's also like she's been carrying a grudge for a long ass time and she finally has what she wants. And it's only incongruous because the few people in mm-hmm. Dealing City that we've talked to are kind of skeptical about the whole situation. And we haven't really interacted with that many Dealing folk who have bought into Galbadian propaganda yeah. all the way. And yeah. so to see all of these adoring people is a little bit incongruous and then when she's also just like fucking blasting them all over the place it's Uh like what's going on yeah there's there's no nuance to this this isn't like by the way like giving a a suggestive speech of like you hated the sorceress for years but are like or generations and but now you've seen the light and you're going to use my help in order to you know create a new order in the world like there's no pitch here Right. She, she's just like, hey, y'all fucking hated me. And now <laughs> yeah, I, I and, a, and now I'm here in front of you and you love it. You hypocrites. Well, yeah. I have a theory, but I want to let John. OK, 
Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, if you if you kind of walk around town, around the uh, around the hotel and the shopping area before, like, going through with the plan, uh, and talk to some of the faceless sprites, there are a lot of people who are like either really excited about the parade or really excited about the sorcerers taking power. Even okay. some groups that are like, yeah, oh, okay, finally the president yeah. is getting a, a woman in power to be an inspiration and uh, stuff That's, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, so funny. I yeah. do remember some 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 pro Thatcher talk happening. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So, no, there, there's still a lot of people in the crowd who are excited about this. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of weird that during the speech, the crowd sprites remain unchanging and just uh-huh. cheering with joy. Well, so, yeah, I, 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 have a, I have a theory, which is that's not what they're hearing, that she has cast a spell so that what she's mm. saying is not what they're hearing. Because otherwise... I feel like there would be a riot in the streets, especially after yeah. what is about to happen happens, because it seems like only the Squall and Irvin are the only two people who see the next thing. And the fact that mm-hmm. she says at the end of the speech, I will show you a fantasy beyond your wildest imagination. That to me is what makes me think, oh, are they trying to communicate that they're under a spell where they're hearing something different? Because otherwise this scene makes no sense. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Cause like, even when I first played this back in the nineties, it was like, why aren't you freaking out? Why isn't mm-hmm. everyone just cheering the whole way through? Uh, especially considering what happens next, right? <laughs> because they still yeah. are cheering the whole mm-hmm. time. And then there's a parade yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have to get into what happens right after this speech. All right. Yeah. So right after the speech, uh, Delling is the one who notices that this is really weird that she's saying all this shit. Uh, and asks Sadea if uh, everything is all right. But she replies by grabbing him, almost just thrusting her hand through his chest and raising him up above her with one arm, murdering the man with magic in front of the crowd before tossing him aside like a rag doll. The crowd loves it. Mm-hmm. They like the cheer even more, which is even more confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she finishes off her speech saying that she will start a new reign of terror and that you will love it. <laughs> and uh, she walks away from the podium saying that it'll be nice to uh, end this with a sacrifice and casts a spell which animates two like iguana um, chimera creatures that are crawling mm-hmm. on the uh, arch who uh, suddenly spring to life, uh, run through the crowd and leap up onto the building to... <laughs> Oh, oh, and by the way, while this is happening, uh, Squall and Irvine are in the crowd watching this happen. Mm-hmm. So th- they're also like, they noticed Renoa was up there. They saw the Iguanas. Which I, I love that these two enemies have answered <laughs> the question of how do dogs wear pants? Because they're both wearing, <laughs> they're both wearing yes. pants, but they're wearing it around their what would be waists. But also... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More, more callousness and, uh, from uh, yeah. Squally, who were like <laughs> Irvine is asking him, "Hey, we we need to help that girl, right?" It's like that's not our order. <laughs> Irvine has, Irvine Irvine's has, like, "Hey, this uh, I could get laid if we save her." <laughs> no, exactly. Irvine has yeah, very yeah. I hate when girls die energy right now, and Squall's uh-huh. like, uh, "The mission." Clearly, he cares. Like, clearly, you know, he's conflicted inside, but he's like, "No, right. we." It's like the assassination is the most important thing. He's like, "Yeah, but a hot girl might be dying." 
Yeah. Well, it, it's also extremely convenient that this is happening in the place where they where their sniper nest is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're actually heading in that direction anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that's the mm-hmm. end of the plot. We're going to cut it off there. Um, do you all have any closing thoughts on this section of Final Fantasy VIII? Any party chat? Any of that stuff? God. I, so uh, I... There is a lot of feeling of of cutting and pasting in this particular mm-hmm. section. There's a lot of good, interesting, like background detail and world building. And I was praising the animations and the cutscene pacing and all of that is great. But like Tomb of the Unknown Sold or Tomb of the Unknown King, uh, it's just goofily dropped in, and some of the stuff around Delling City feels really disjointed to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of the stuff at Galbadia Garden felt very like, oh, all of this stuff is happening off screen. Why aren't we seeing any of this? And so it, it, like, I feel like the honeymoon phase of how impeccable the beginning of this game was, like firing on all cylinders, is a little bit over for me now. Yeah. But I still really like a lot of the stuff in here. I still, I, I still think the characterization is top notch. I still think some of the like the direction of like the pacing of the plot and where things are going is really nice too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to add to that disjointedness, you also have the Laguna section too, on top yeah, of that, oh, which God, is also right. tonally weird. Yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, you're absolutely right that it does feel extremely disjointed. And, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about this game, this is what, a like I'm coming around to like, Oh, this everyone's opinion on final fantasy 13 is wrong. And when they say that uh, chapter 11 on pulse is where the game gets good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is like, everyone said like, okay, disc one is amazing. And then the game falls apart and it's like, well, you could see the wheels coming off here a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I, I wonder how much of that does have to do with the fact that this game was going to be more evenly split originally with Laguna stuff. And so the balance is off and maybe that's why Tomb of the Unknown King got dropped in. Maybe Tomb of the Unknown King was a place that Laguna was supposed to go to. Sure. Sure. Or something Mm. like that. It, it almost feels like the vibe of that area aesthetically matches better with the Centra stuff. Um, You're right. Especially when you think about other things in Centra, which we won't get to for a little while, but Mm -hmm. it is pretty strange, especially because you're going to a major city and you don't spend any real time in it. Like right. you, you can really just, if you're just hitting the plot beats and there's really no, not much reason to do it other than you feel like it. You don't really have to go to the other screens of, you can, you can basically get through this entire section on three screens of the city. And then a couple of ones that get stuck, you know, when, during the walk where it's like, you get a couple extra angles, but mm-hmm. you don't really have to talk to anybody. And uh, yeah, that's weird. But at the same time, I love the scene in Galbadia Garden, where they talk about Cypher dying or being executed and everyone's reactions to it and having a quiet moment to, like, think about the repercussions of this. Because, you know, yeah, we've talked about soldiers. We've killed a bunch of soldiers. There's been already some fights and shit. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time any of that had any weight to it. And they had a moment to talk about it. And I like, again, I like the nuance of, like, yeah, he was an asshole, but he was one of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like... I kind of, you know, Zell saying he kind of wants revenge is bizarre, but you kind of understand it to some degree because it's like, damn, I hated him, but not like that. (laughs) You know, like he didn't deserve that to happen. 
to him, which I, I think is something you don't really hear a lot about, especially about people who are effectively the villains of the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely like it, it's a weighty moment because it's definitely a group of teens who are finally faced with death in a personal way that they haven't before. Yeah. yeah. Like instead of just knowing that soldiers die, it's I yeah. knew this kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the the music really does sell it too. like there's it's really a, a few of these tracks on the soundtrack have this. It's it's definitely a keyboard fake version of it, but it's like. um like a fretless bass or like a double bass kind of sound and like, you know, anchoring a lot of these songs. And this is one where like the string patches with like the, the loose bass just really sells like the melancholy of that moment. And mm -hmm. sometimes that music kind of sucks. <laughs> Honestly, there's parts <laughs> where I'm like, Oh, this is so boring. This is putting me to sleep. But like, I think it works in that particular scene of like, them processing something and not knowing how to feel and feeling just kind of unmoored a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But on the, on the gameplay side, uh, I've already made Lionheart. This is the stage, <laughs> which, <laughs> which if you know what you're doing uh, and you're being a huge sicko, uh, you, as soon as you have the sacred card, you can finish, you can get the ultimate weapon for, for Squall. And I did. And then I also just happened to have enough extra stuff around to make selfies ultimate weapon. So I have two now. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I have not made anybody's second weapon yet. It's I, everybody is on their first oh. weapon because I'm like, j you know, just starting to accumulate the stuff that I need to make these other weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I might not go for any of the other ones because the other ones are really, really big pain in the asses to collect for. Mm. Yeah, I've just done Squall's second because I accidentally got screws. <laughs> but I mean, oh yeah, 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 the, the little geezer dudes. Yeah, I mean the the whole process though, of just because since I've never played the game before, of peeling this game back mechanically and learning like learning a new mechanic on this podcast has been very <laughs> interesting. Like mm -hmm. this is it, it's it feels like a wide ocean mechanically, mm -hmm. and like up until this point. The overarching plot was feeling a little dry for me. I love the character interactions and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, the cinematics, but it wasn't until we got to, we're going to shoot that sorceress in the goddamn face. That, uh, <laughs> I, I felt a crescendo building. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does a good job of that. And uh, I, I think it would have been more cool to foreground more of the political intrigue side of this. Like they, yeah. they touch on it, but we're really talking about the characters here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like the, the most, I guess, politically tense thing felt was like the TV station yeah. scene. Yeah. 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 Like does, does Irvine seem Galbadian to you? Does he like have any like loyalty to the country or to his school? Like he, the no. only thing he's loyal to is his dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it like when you think about it, like, yeah, one of you you're kind of just hanging out with the enemy, so to speak. <laughs> uh for the rest of the game. <laughs> he's a he's a primary party member. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, I I'm gonna have more thoughts on Irvine next episode, I think. Mm. Um Yeah, but, there's a lot to say about that, yeah. Yeah, but he is he is such a weird weird character to introduce 12 hours in it yeah i i don't 
his deal is weird. And yeah, it, well, it's tough to know if he has any Galbadian like vibes because it, despite now knowing kind of the stakes of like, okay, Galbadia is like, you know, the occupying and expansionist empire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, we, we know the players, but we don't really have any like character of what Galbadia is beyond that at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Well, and it, it, uh, maybe I don't know quite yet, but it does kind of seem like the, uh, the gardens, like the seeds are really trained meant to be like, yeah, you're from where you're from. And like your general, the society built around you does shape the garden culture. But also, like, there's no allegiance unless someone's paying, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. But also, isn't it weird? Just think of this for later. Isn't it weird that Irvine doesn't say anything about junctioning Guardian forces for the first time? Hmm. Right? Hmm. Right? Because hmm. he's from Galbadia. He uses a gun. He's He's, like, on the Garden that doesn't use these things. So... He, oh. But he doesn't say anything. He's just part of the party now, and he's using all of our junctions. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I can't mm. say shit. Mm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mm. But, but John, keep that in mind if you keep playing uh, or I'm, listening. I'm thinking. I'm thinking now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird that they don't bring it up at all right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So... Do y'all have anything to share with the listeners? Oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's plug time. John. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me on this podcast, guys. It's it's mm-hmm. it's always cool to like play a JRPG that I've never played before because I was a poor little mm-hmm. N64 kid. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, uh, if if you don't mind hearing my voice, uh, especially alongside Matt's, uh, please mm-hmm. visit what what is it? What was it? Pitchdrop.cash. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, and uh, check out Boku no Stop Premium over there. We're doing uh, Death Note, and it has been a goddamn ride. <laughs> we Hell yeah, man. it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's my first time through the show. Is it your first time, or have you seen this before? My first time too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Chris Amazing. is the only one of us. Chris is the only one of us who has seen it and he forgets pretty much everything <laughs> that he hasn't seen in the last like two months. So he's yeah, like incredible, re- like forgetting shit and re-remembering it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's been fun. We just got to the uh, the turn where I, I think the show gets very weird uh, and kind of breaks yeah. the characters a little bit. And I'm uh, very curious to see bit. where it goes. This is around mm-hmm. episode 17, 18. Um, uh-huh. right yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. If you know where know what's going on there, but yeah, Boku no Stop. It's fun. Yeah, a lot of episodes to go back to. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the premium one. This one's been running longer than the free version that uh, I will mention in a moment. But uh, I'll let Ryan go first. Cool. Uh, so if you like hearing my voice and Miss. Uh, Chris Taylor and I talking uh, together for whatever reason. Um, it's because it's because we're good together. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. that it's not whatever reason. Um, we've got a <laughs> podcast that's just the two of us. It's about Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, it is called Icons and Icons. Um, we are uh, so close to Heaven's Word right now. We've been going for uh, two years. No, wait, one year, two years. We've been going for two fucking years at this point. Finally, to Heaven's Word. Um, 
and uh, it's a dollar a month uh, at pitchdrop.cash. You should check it out, please. Mm-hmm. It is so very good to listen and remember all of the things that I forgot about the actual storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sybil unfortunately had to leave midway uh, because my guess is she's currently recording her pop punk podcast, uh, retrospective podcast called uh, Gotta Get Out of This Town. Listen to that. It's a lot of fun. But you could also find her other projects on her website, hellscaper.com. But yeah, she does a lot of other things. Uh, I think Ryan and I both listen to Gotta Get Out of This Town. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> It's I got great. called out specifically on one episode <laughs> <Yes>. recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a good one. Just do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll take estrogen. Uh, <laughs> that makes more sense if you understand the context. Anyway, you can listen to the other Bocono stop that I mentioned earlier, the free version. Uh, we are currently covering Lupin the Third, the woman called Fujiko Mine, and uh, <laughs> at least uh, co-host Garrett and I are like just kind of going like, "Damn, this shit is awesome!" Except for all the weird sex stuff. That stuff is making us very uncomfortable. <laughs> God, but it otherwise is so cool. <laughs> it's very funny that like. You know, people have a lot of trouble sometimes with the uh, more aggressively lecherous side of Lupin uh, in the yeah. Lupin show. It's like that's the one of the pieces that people have trouble with. And then so it's like, oh, you know, we've got a Fujiko-centric uh, one. And uh, oh, by the way, it is the one that is full of the most sex. <laughs> oh, and and like everyone basically calls her all sorts of things for yep. being the one who does all the sex. Uh it's complicated feelings on that one but fucking the music rocks visually it rocks go check out that show uh it should be uh we should have already had a episode or two up by now it's so good yeah other than that you can also read my yuri manga reviews on okazu if you go to okazu.yurikon.com and search my name those are fun i probably won't be doing another one until october but i look forward to that i the series i'm covering primarily there uh is uh is really good it'll make you feel sad but it's really good that's all until next time when we will be talking about the rest of the game for disc one we're gonna go all the way to the end there see ya Woo! bye bye